Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem Shalom Bayez Shir number 370. We talked about appreciation in the last year, and what's important to know that in general, there's a concept of Kemayim Panim El Panim. As water reflects one to the other in a, in a mirror, the heart works the same way. King Leva Adam La Adam. It's very hard to dislike somebody who dislikes you. And we automatically like people who like us. That's just human nature. And generally speaking, that's how it works. And a genuine genuine compliment builds a person up. Now, when uh, Hassan and Kala, they're in a stage of infatuation that works beautifully. They notice each other. When he speaks, she's listening with full, full attention. She walks into a room. He stops what he's doing. They shower each other with all types of attention, showing each other you're important, you're significant, I value you, and it feels good. What you think matters, what you say matters, you matters. And therefore, that recognition in the early stage of dating and chasen kala, very often sabaf shanari shayna, there's a recognition, there's a validation that causes them to pull towards each other by admiring each other, loving each other, and the key really is, like we said many times, that even after that natural infatuation low goes down and you go, go back to the nitty-gritty of life and your brain is that way now, the trick is you do not abandon those powerful tools and behaviors that you have done in that early part, stage of your relationship. Because the truth is, is we forget it very often that your husband, your wife, is the most important person to you. And really, you should do uh, logically and even emo- and emotionally anything for them. There's a deep emotional need, one another, for recognition, and it's so easy to meet that need. It doesn't cost you any money. It takes a little effort, well worth it. You lose nothing by giving that attention, so why do we hold it back? Why do we hold it back? And there's many, many reasons, all of them not really valid. But the truth is, is we shouldn't hold that back. It's one of our our worst things that holds us back. And that's a hard thing. Your wife prepares a Shabbos. She plans meals. She shops. She cooks and cleans and, and prepares everything. And you think about it for a little bit. How many hours she put in for the Friday night meal, the Shabbos day meal. Um, and to just say to her, it was a beautiful Shabbos, beautiful meal. Wonderful, beautiful, and so on. And, and, and here is the thing, both husband to wife, wife to husband. It needs to be genuine. It's not something you can't fake. It's not just words you say. You can't just go through a checklist and just you know, cross off the box and say something. You have to really mean it. You have to feel it. You have to think about it. And that is a very uh, important thing to do. And that's why we talked about once on Hakar Satoiv, and I did it, and I really have to get back to it, that you write down a small notebook, three things that Chasadim, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for you that day, beautiful Chasadim, you also, and you recognize it, and you write it down, and it's all over the place. If you just become intentional about it, you see it, you write it down, and it brings an awareness to you. The same thing with your own husband, with your own wife. You write down, one or two things a day, daily, what your husband does for you, what your wife does for you, how grateful you are that they add something very special to your life, 
and you write it over and you review it, then you get to feel it, you get to internalize it, and then you express it. And you need to go over to your husband, to your wife, and start letting them know how much you appreciate them and how much they do. You know, even simple things that the laundry is always washed and folded and arranged in the drawer. Like the socks didn't get there because of that tooth fairy that goes after the kid loses that tooth and sneaks in that quarter underneath the pillow. Uh, Also, while they were going out, folded all the socks and put it neatly in the drawer. Didn't happen that way. Your wife put in that work. And we take that for granted. Always how, how much you do an amazing work with the children. And it's not always easy to tell them. And we I see how much patience you have and love and the care. Or the husband wife telling the husband how proud she is of him, of his learning again, of his getting up early, of his commitments, of his of his the fact that he's a Ben Tyra, the fact that he works so hard in Parnassa, and so on and so forth. And you can write it in a card, you write it in a note, you give it over to your, your, your spouse. Not a generic thank you card, but you write something exactly what your husband or wife did for you that you appreciate. In the beginning, especially if you ran out of practice or you never practiced bef- this before, it feels awkward for you because you're not used to it. But once you get used to it, it becomes a natural part of yourself and then the way you treat your husband or your wife and it transforms your marriage 180 degrees in the positive direction. It works like magic. Your husband or wife starts shining. They feel differently. They act differently towards you. It's 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 it and they're 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 compelled actually to like you when you shower on them appreciation and attention. And it doesn't happen automatically. In human nature, it doesn't happen automatically. You need to be intentional about it about it. You need to focus on it. You need to work on it. But once you get into the habit of doing that, the appreciation changes the whole dynamic of the relationship. When you feel how much your husband does for you, how much your wife does for you, and you write it down, you feel it, you express it, then it makes you feel closer to your husband or wife. It's an automatic thing. When you express that recognition to your husband or wife, give them the acknowledgement that they're craving You may not say it, but that truly everyone craves that appreciation. Everyone wants to be valued. And they'll ultimately feel closer to you. And it's also, it's hard to do it directly for your spouse, then do it for yourself. Realize that if you want healthy and happy children, and you want them to be a, a, a whole in their life, you want them to be healthy, you want them to be appreciative people, You want them, after they get married and grow up and get married, to build their own homes and be good husbands and be good wives. So they need to see you, their their father, their mother, complimenting each other and loving each other and appreciating each other. And people wonder why their kids, why their children aren't appreciative of what their father does for them or what their mother does for them. And the truth is, is because they never saw their mother and father appreciating each other. Their father never thanked their mother for anything. Their mother never thanked their father for anything. So the way you treat each other, the father and the mother, husband and wife, the way they treat each other, sets up a bar on the way um, their children see it and they follow suit. So that's another very important site to recognize 
that if they see in the home, the children, they see that hakar zatayv, and that love, and we're not talking about physical affection. There's a separate uh, conversation that we had in other shiurim about what yes and no, uh, and there's different schools of thought of it, of what physical affection you show, and and you know there's different people do different things, and and in some ways I believe it is important, even patting on the back back holding a hand sometimes is something healthy to see some don't do it it's also fine each one in their own culture has a different mahalach with that what is clear which we talked about in the past uh, connections between husband and wife that is clearly of a sexual nature uh, that's clear should be private between the two of them should not be shown in front of the children but general non-sexual type of touching affection Again, yesh lakan, yesh lakan, depending what culture you're in, but in generally it's a healthy thing. And but even those who don't practice that, they need to make sure that they that at least verbally, in their eye contact, in their facial expressions, in the way they treat each other, has to be very, very clear. Even if the physical contact is not there in front of the children, that they see that connection. They see that they're best friends. They see that they appreciate each other. They see that they love each other. These give a special ration for the children and plant seeds in their minds to behave in a healthy way growing up as adults and to be healthy husbands and wives as they get older and they get into marriageable age. And remember this, we said this many, many times, we're not Nevi'im, and I know very often people fall into the Yetzirah's trap of saying when there's bumps in the road in the marriage, they say, this is not my zivig, this is not my zivig, this is not my zivig, and all this stuff, what you need to remember, and we said this many, many times, ultimately in the present you have an ultimate choice. It's very, very likely, and we're not Nevi'im, again, so we're not Navi, so we don't know, but it could very well likely happen that even if Someone is your zivig. We said this many times. You still have bechira, free will. So it could be your zivig, the one that's bas uh, came out forty days at plainy leplainy. This is your zivig, but because of poor behaviors, poor choices, you could have a miserable marriage and end up in divorce, even with your own true zivig. And the reverse is also true. Technically, not your zivig, whatever that's supposed to mean. But if you have good meters, you work things through. You create a Ganeiden within that Kesha, whether intrinsically it was or wasn't Yezivik. So, uh, so, so big, big chalik of how your marriage will be has nothing to do with whether in Shemayim it was uh, the Yezivik Sheni, second choice, first, whatever. It has to do with your Bechira in your present of Hakol Bidei Shemayim, Chutz Meyira Shemayim, your Yira Shemayim, your Bechira of your Midas, and the way you conduct with each other. Hashem bestows a bracha upon you, and a big bracha, and a blessing, with a true, beautiful, beautiful relationship. And that's what happens a lot, one needs to know. It shouldn't happen to anybody. Hashem should help that all couples should live on Meyav Esam Shun in good health. But in cases you have where, unfortunately, one passes away young, and one remarries and has a beautiful marriage in a second marriage, just like they had a beautiful marriage in the first marriage. So to say, this one was the Zivig, that one was the Zivig, the bottom line is, is HaKadosh Baruch Hu created Matzavim in this world, where he puts two people together in marriage, 
and says, the choice is yours. You have Bechira. You have the Bechira of working on your Midas, showing Akaras Ataif, building yourselves up, creating a beautiful, beautiful relationship with one another. And that in, that makes it a tremendous, tremendous bracha. And that's why you probably, after, I'm not a Navi either, no one's a Navi, but Achameva Esrim, you'll find many people that technically married their Zivig and had hard marriages because they didn't work on themselves. And then you have others that technically may, whatever, not their Zivig, whatever that's supposed to mean, and had beautiful marriages because they did work on themselves and they did daven. And by every Shemayatvil, they asked for Shalabais. And then they did whatever Hishtadlis that they did. And they had beautiful marriages. So, what one needs to understand, number one, is that bumps in the road are natural and normal and healthy, even. And that's in every marriage you're going to have that. And these uh, types of thoughts is the Yetzirah trying to pull away from you what you can do in the present and what your Hachrayas is. This leads us, as is Hashem, to the the ninth dumb real mistake that couples make. And again, I, I just want to reiterate this in Cian Schaefer's book that even though he talks about ten these ten mistakes that people make and to correct them, there's many many chapters and halakim in this book that are about these ten things, but also about other things that are just wonderful and are um, worthwhile to absorb and to review and to practice. But, but um, so, so that's very important to know. So this ninth thing, which we're going to talk about, start now and continue on to the next year, is forgetting that they're the best friends or the forgetting that they should be best friends. And that's a very, very important thing. Um, he talks about this concept of when best friends are are for each other. That means that even when, let's say, one is doing something wrong, um, you, you talk to them like a friend. You don't talk to them like you own them or that you're a boss. So he gives a scenario, and I'll just go through the scenario now. Um, he explains like this. Let's say it's 6.30 p.m., a young husband comes in from work, he's tired, he sits on the couch, he pulls out a newspaper and buries himself in the news. His wife is working, slaving away in the kitchen, and he, she's like, 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 uh, I can't believe her eyes. I'm slaving away, making supper, the kids are running all over the place, and he's just sitting there. She doesn't say anything, but she's, the resentment is building and building. And... And then one kid's doing this, doing that. Finally, she has enough. She runs to the husband, starts pointing a finger at him, yells at him, get off that couch. Uh, you know, you're either cooking the supper or taking care of the kids, but you're not just sitting there like a klutz. And he gets up and, you know, gets up and helps them. Now, she's actually right in in essence. He, she shouldn't be, he shouldn't be sitting there. Um, and he should have helped and should have realized this on his own, 100%, and she has a right to communicate in a respectful way, in a certain way, yes. But did she do the right thing by doing this? And most women will answer, of course she did. She did. Well, he's sitting there, she's a hero even, and, and, and she stuck up for herself. And, and even many men would agree she's right. Um, you know, she's slaving away. And the truth is, in, in, in logic, she is right. Because it's not the right time for him right now to relax on the couch. But nevertheless, what she needs to know is that reaction damaged the relationship. 
Because what happens is, is he says this, but this is so, so true. He gives this as a muscle. So he, she yells at him. So he does listen. He gets up, takes care of the kids. Okay, later they feed the children, bathe the children. They put them to bed. It's nine o'clock. Everything's quiet. She wants to spend time with her husband now. And she sits on the couch next to him. For some strange reason, she can't understand that he, she, he sort of moves away. She tries to move closer. He's moving away. She tries to move closer. He moves even further away. And she can't figure out what, what is with him. You know, I want to connect now. But she wasn't aware that in the last two hours, his brain was repeating in the, like this yelling, you klutz, you're sitting there like a nothing. Get off that couch and, and don't sit there and, and, and be a lazy good for nothing and whatever it is. So that fed in his brain for the last two, 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 two hours, whether, you know, in theory, he should have done it anyway, 100%. But the words and the way it was said is, is repeating in his mind, and he feels now a distance. He's still hearing that, 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 those, those harsh words. And, you know, and then he, 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 he feels, I'm marrying an army sergeant, a drill sergeant, right? The truth is, like we said before, he, he, he needed to have the common sense to get up. This is not the time to sit and read a newspaper. She has a right, I, it doesn't say it in the book, but, you know, to communicate in a soft, nice, communicative way, please help out. Have a discussion. We talked about not burying things under the rug. You, you have open communications about this. So let's say this is a chronic problem. There's no question that there are times when they're calm with each other that she could bring it up in a calm way. You know, you need to understand, I know you come up from a hard day at work and it's stressful and I know you want to unwind and we could work something out. But when things are crazy, when we come in, I really could use your help. There are ways to express it. But to come and yell and scream, you good for nothing, get up, you lazy bum, or, or what are you sitting there? You know, that is a lack of friendship a lack of respect that creates a distance. This is a very important aside to understand in the dynamic of a marriage, that friends, they just treat each other a different way, that it has nothing to do with the issue itself. The issue itself could be communicated, resolved, worked out in calm ways, in different ways, like in this scenario of him um, just tuning out the first half hour uh, when he comes home when he really needs to be helping is a real issue that could be discussed and communicated and worked through but we're talking about the reaction of the yelling and the disrespect that even if he is works on his meters he doesn't say anything he even knows in his brain you know she's right um, and and does end up helping but there is a resentment, and a, from the harsh words leaves a ration that later when they want to connect, and she wants to connect, he's distant. It goes the other way around. This is a scenario we gave where the wife is yelling at the husband. It goes the other way around. It's, it's a two-way street. Sometimes the husband does this also, where he's upset about something, and instead of communicating it in a healthy way like we discussed in other shiurim, he yells, screams, disparages, whatever it is, he doesn't even realize that he's doing it, and then, that, and even if she complies, she's quiet, and she listens, or whatever, but ultimately, later, things are calm, and then he's trying to get closer to her later, and she's pulling away, and he doesn't understand why, but this is why, very often, there's a harshness that takes place between the two, 
that even if they comply and there's a distance, so even if one was technically wrong, okay, like the sitting on the couch for a half hour, technically wrong, there's a way to go about it, but the yelling and screaming approach or the disrespect approach creates a distance. That's not the way friends behave with one another. So to be Messiah, we discussed today continuing the idea of appreciation, writing it down, expressing it for your sake, for your children's sake. And we started going through that ninth um, mistake, forgetting that you're best friends. And we're going to talk about it more, Bez Hashem, in the upcoming share. Brach and